0: SECTION 51 OF FAMILIAR INSTRUCTIONS AND EVENING LECTURES ON ALL THE TRUTHS OF RELIGION, VOLUME 2. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. READ BY LARRY WILSON. FAMILIAR INSTRUCTIONS AND EVENING LECTURES ON ALL THE TRUTHS OF RELIGION, VOLUME 2, BY FATHER LOUIS A. Segur. THE PRODIGAL SON Such is the title of one of the most touching parables of our Lord. A parable is an allegorical story which embodies for those who hear it some moral lesson. Our Lord Jesus Christ was accustomed by this means to instruct the people who gathered round him. The parable, the prodigal son, is one of the most beautiful in the gospel, and one which is most fraught with the lessons that we need. Sinners, won by the mercy and compassion of Jesus Christ, often approach to listen to him, and the gospel tells us how the Pharisees murmured against him, saying, This man receiveth sinners, and eateth with them. Jesus, who knew their thoughts, spoke to them this parable. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of substance that falleth to me. And he divided into them his substance. And not many days after, the younger son, gathering all together, went abroad into a far country, and there wasted his substance, living riotously. And after he had spent all, there came a mighty famine in that country, and he began to be in want. And he went and cleaved to one of the citizens of that country, and he sent him into his farm to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And returning to himself, he said, How many hired servants in my father's house abound with bread, and I here perish with hunger. I will arise, and will go to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am not now worthy to be called thy son. "'Make me as one of thy hired servants.' And rising up he came to his father. And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and was moved with compassion, and running to him, fell upon his neck, and kissed him. And the son said to him, "'Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am now not worthy to be called thy son.' And the father said to his servants, Bring forth quickly the first robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat and make merry, because this my son was dead, and is come to life again, was lost, and is found. And they began to be merry. Even so shall there be joy in heaven upon one sinner that doth penance. How hard the heart of those Jews and those proud Pharisees must have been to resist such words as these! But we who have hearts in our breasts will respond with gladness to this sweet invitation of our merciful Savior. For this man, this Father, is himself by whom we have received eternal life in the waters of holy baptism. Our Divine Father has two distinct classes of children, those who ever remain faithful to him AND THOSE WHO ABANDONED HIM TO FOLLOW THE BENT OF THEIR OWN EVIL PASSIONS. TO WHICH OF THESE TWO CLASSES DO WE BELONG? TO THE FAITHFUL, OR TO THE MULTITUDE OF PRODIGALS? ALAS, ONCE IN OUR PAST LIFE THERE CAME A DAY, PERHAPS whilst WE WERE STILL YOUNG LIKE THE SUN IN THE GOSPEL, THERE CAME, I SAY, A MOST DISASTROUS DAY WHEN WE LEFT OUR FATHER'S HOME. WITH ALL THE GIFTS OF GOD, WITH MIND AND HEART, WITH SENSES AND IMAGINATION, And with all our worldly possessions, we abandon God our Father. He allowed us to go from Him, for He retains no one forcibly by His side. This liberty with which He has endowed us, and which is destined in His merciful design to enable us to merit the glory of Paradise, we may by sinning use against Him, like the prodigal son, who abandoned his Father by means of the inheritance He placed in His hands. AND HE WENT INTO A FAR COUNTRY, THE POOR PRODIGAL, FAR FROM HIS FATHER INTO A STRANGE LAND. SIN DOES, IN TRUTH, LEAD FAR FROM GOD. THE SOUL DWELLS NO LONGER IN AN ABODE OF PEACE, INNOCENCE, AND VIRTUE. AND WHAT IS IT THAT SHE SEEKS AND FINDS IN THIS DARK REGION? IMPURITY, INSTEAD OF HOLY PURITY, AND IN THE PLACE OF HUMILITY, VANITY, AND A RESTLESS DESIRE FOR NOTORIETY, INSTEAD OF THE LOVE OF GOD, the love of evil, and the guilty pleasures of sin. In a word, in the place of life, there is death. In the place of all that is good, there are all things evil. In the place of God, there is the devil, the Lord and master of sinful men. But in this life, shut out from God, the prodigal finds no happiness. He spends all his substance, and poverty and wretchedness come upon him. There is a mighty famine in the land which he inhabits, the famine of the soul, the hunger of the heart. For that heart which is made for God alone can only find repose when it is united to him by faith and hope and love. And the prodigal does not only suffer from want, but from humiliation and degradation. From the liberty of the children of God, he passes into the servitude of the devil. He becomes the slave of one of the lords of that miserable region that is to say, of some dominant sin which holds him in its most ignoble yoke. Sometimes it is drunkenness, sometimes it is sloth, sometimes it is anger. Most often it is the shameful vice we even shrink to name. And in the vile slavery of the passions, the child of a rich and noble father passes his days with swine, passes his days, that is, in loathsome sins and degraded companionships. But now, from the very depths of his misery and abjection, he lifts his eyes to heaven. He remembers his Father, his goodness, his tenderness. His heart is softened. Hope springs up in his soul, and with it comes repentance. The guilty man returns to himself and becomes conscious of his shame. "'It is enough,' he cries. "'I can no longer lead such a life.' How many less favored by God than I are in his service happy and contented with their lot, whilst I am wasting the precious moments of my life. I will arise and go unto my Father. I will retrace my steps. I will become once more pure and upright, virtuous and devout. I will not shrink from the humiliation of a sincere acknowledgement of my sins. I will confess them humbly as I did in better, happier days. This good resolution once made— The repentant prodigal does not delay the fulfillment of it, however difficult, until some distant and uncertain time. He rises immediately and leaves the swine, that is to say, he shakes off the shameful habits of his vicious career, abandons and execrates the service of the cruel master who held him in bondage, and reaches his father's home. There he finds no merciless judge, but a true father, in the priest who welcomes and receives him. I have sinned, says the repentant sinner. I confess to God and to His saints, and to you, Father. I am not worthy of pardon, but my hope is in the goodness of God. How quickly come the words of forgiveness! I absolve thee in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Go in peace, my child, and sin no more. Behold the white robe of thy innocence, the peace and glory thou hadst lost thou art become once more the child of god the heir to an eternal crown come therefore o purified soul approach the sacred banquet prepared by our heavenly father for his faithful children in which he gives them for the food and nourishment of their souls jesus his own divine son and the sacrament of his love and the poor sinner taught by bitter experience and treasuring his newfound happiness the more since he has lost it for so long, vainly strives to give expression to his gratitude. Is this your history, reader? If you have, like the prodigal, wandered from the happy home of your childhood, hasten, I entreat you, even as he hastened to return. Your father is waiting for you. He is weeping for the child whom he has lost. God grant that soon there may be joy in heaven over your return. End of section 51.